Welcome to ACE Audio, the podcast that supports, educates, informs, and motivates manual therapists around the world. Everyone, so on the last episode of this podcast, I mentioned briefly how important volunteering is and how that can be a really useful exercise for you as a practitioner to help build your client list and build your business. Well, I thought this might be a good opportunity to dive into that topic a little bit deeper and explore some of the other benefits that come through volunteering because it's such a valuable thing to do, particularly in the early part of your career, but it can also reap benefits right throughout the the, the mid and, and later stages of your career as well. So let's dive into some of those things. First of all, let's look at the places that you could potentially volunteer your skills. Now, if you're a manual therapist like me, and you went through and studied massage, myotherapy, physiotherapy, osteopathy, chiropractic, some form of hands-on therapy, you are perfectly placed to be able to volunteer in so many different settings. And chances are that while you're going through your undergraduate training, there were opportunities placed in front of you to go and volunteer at things like running events or sporting events. Uh, It might be football games, soccer games. I've even volunteered at surfing competitions, a whole range of different things. So those opportunities are really worth their weight in gold. We'll talk about why in a moment. Some of the other type of sporting things that you can volunteer would be at sporting clubs. So you could volunteer as a sports trainer. You might volunteer as doing sports massage or something like that. And again, a whole set of benefits that will come through that that we'll explore in a moment. Thinking a little bit more broadly now, we can take the volunteering role into different community groups. So there might be different support groups for different types of people. There might be community groups that help to provide different types of benefits to people with learning disabilities or people with special needs or or people with whatever it might be. There's a whole range of different things that we have community groups for. And so providing a manual therapy service could be a nice value add for those groups and, and also a great way for you to build those connections within your local community. Another area to volunteer that's often overlooked is the teaching role as a volunteer. So providing services, doing things like helping the local sports trainers at the football club get a better understanding of how to identify and manage some basic sports injuries. It might be giving a short talk to the local personal trainers, again, about how to identify some of those potential for injuries and some of the signs and symptoms they can look for with some sports injuries that they might be seeing in the gym setting. And so these are all roles where we can either create the opportunity for ourselves, or simply reach out and more often than not, people are crying out for volunteers. So there's lots of opportunity there for us as manual therapists. And if we look at some of the benefits to us, and obviously volunteering should be about the the recipient of that volunteered service. But if we consider all of the things that, that, uh, all of the things that will benefit us as individuals, it's really hard to to argue with with the value of this exercise. So first of all, we get to be really time efficient. Now, if you're looking at volunteering at something like a, a running event or a obstacle course race or something like that, where there's a lot of people moving through this event at you know at a really high volume, volunteering your services, say at the start line or at the finish line in particular, you'll get an opportunity to have this long list of people lining up for your services. And you have to be very time efficient. You have to be very good at managing your time. And so you might get five, 10, 15, 20 minutes with a person, sometimes less. And you will have to be able to identify their needs, figure out what you're going to do to help them, communicate that to them, deliver it, and then move them on so the next person can come through. So you get very efficient at managing your skills and the application of those skills, but also very efficient at communicating with patients, or or in this case, participants, as they come across your table. And on the topic of communication, you get the ability to build rapport very quickly. Now, I've harped on many, many times in this podcast about the importance and value of the skill set of building rapport. 
And really, it is such an important thing with every interaction with every patient. But being able to do that quickly is is really, really powerful. So as your participant comes off their whatever sporting event that, these, that they're participating in, jumps on your table or comes up to you and says, hey, I've got this sore spot here or this is a niggling, what can you do to help me? You need to be able to connect with that person very quickly to be able to build trust with that person very quickly so that they can follow your instructions, follow your advice, and hopefully get the most benefit out of that engagement. And so, yes, building rapport with people is a super important skill, but being able to do it quickly is even more valuable to us. And this is a great place to be able to develop that skill. It's also another place to be able to really showcase your abilities. Now, often when we're in clinical practice, we might see somewhere between four and 10 people a day, right? Ballpark, depending on how you work, sometimes much more if you work in different shorter time slots. But in your clinical setting, you have a limited number of times in any given day where you can really showcase what you do and develop that trust from the person you're working with. Now, when you are working at a sporting event, community event, something like that, when you've got a high volume of people coming uh, through your consultation space, you get so many more opportunities to be able to demonstrate what you know and what you can do to help people. So that really increases your opportunity to build your reputation across a larger span of people in a much smaller uh, period of time. And so it's fantastic opportunities there for you to, to show what you know, to demonstrate what you know in a very tangible way, and to get your name out there to lots and lots of people in a small amount of time. The other thing is with this high number of people that you're seeing in a short amount of time, you also get to road test a lot of your theories and ideas. And so you'll start to see patterns and certain behaviors in certain uh, types of athletes as they come onto your table. And then you'll very quickly be able to say, what if I try this with this person? Then you can test that on three or four or five or 50 people in a fairly short space of time to see whether your theories and ideas hold true. And so you might, you might say, well, I like to approach calf strains or, or cramps like this, and then you can put it to the test. If it consistently works across a number of people with that problem, you can say, yes, that's an effective way to, way to do it. But if you're only seeing, you know, calf cramps on a small number of people clinically, you don't really get the chance to apply and retest in a, in a short space of time. So those high volume, high pressure situations are a great opportunity for you to really put your skills to the test and to figure out what works for you and what works for you quickly. And along that line of thinking, we can't discount the opportunity to just sharpen your tools. So you're going to get very good at the things that you do because you get the opportunity to, to test this out on so many people. So it's not just about testing out your theories and ideas, but your, you know, that those those hand-based skills, those those tactile skills that you're going to develop by just getting your hands on lots and lots of bodies, that can't be undervalued. It's so, so important. And you know that you can't see a practitioner who's been in the game for 20, 30, 40 years. And you can tell by the way they touch you that they know what they're doing. And so, again, seeing lots and lots of people in a short space of time gives the opportunity to really hone that ability, sharpen your tools. Lastly, uh, just to touch on one last thing within the benefits to, that we receive as the person doing the volunteering is this really intangible, hard to measure, but really long tail effect of building your network. And so if I think back to the people that I now know in, in the profession that I work in or the professions that I work in, so much of so many of those connections came about by just putting my hand up and saying, yeah, I'll give that a go. Or yeah, I'll, I'll offer some time or, or skills over there. And then the people that you meet along the way, you might not realize it at the time, but those relationships play out over a really long time period and they will, pre they will create their own opportunities that, like I said, you just can't measure them until they actually happen. And you realize, ah, oh, that was through that thing that I did 20 years ago that I didn't think was going to amount to anything turned into a really valuable 
really valuable conversation that you had with someone, which resulted in a really valuable relationship, or if not them, someone that they know and they introduce you to. So if you look at the lifespan of your career and you think about all the really valuable people that have come into your life to help you get from to get to this opportunity or that opportunity or open a particular door, so many of those have, have happened by chance, by you being in a place or being present at a time when somebody else didn't choose to. And you were there and, and they weren't and you got that opportunity. And so volunteering really does expose you to a, a lot of people, a lot of experiences, a lot of opportunities that can play out in the long term. Then we talk about the benefits of volunteering for others. Now, if you ask just about anybody in the health profession why they got into it, I'd say 99% of people will say because they wanted to make a difference for other people. They wanted to improve the quality of lives of other people. There really is no better way to do that than volunteering. You get to touch the lives of so many, so many different people. And so there will be members of the community that will benefit from your from the from you volunteering your knowledge, your skills, and your time. And it's un it's really, really difficult to be able to map how many people could benefit from you just turning up and offering your time for them. And with each one of those experiences, you get to potentially positively impact that person and positive and have a positive impact on their life in one way or another. And again, linking this back to why we got into this game in the very beginning, those are the reasons. Those are the reasons why we started doing what we're doing. We wanted to have a positive impact on people. We wanted to improve the quality of, of people's lives. And if we can find an opportunity to give some of our own time, give some of our own skills and knowledge without asking for anything in return, you will make those changes in people's lives. And then indirectly, you'll get that long list of benefits that I just went through about the things that we benefit from as the person volunteering as well. And so I can't think of a single time that I volunteered where I didn't get back more than I gave. And so hopefully that can be an indication for you how, how valuable these experiences are. So go and volunteer. Funny thing, I've seen people in the very early stages of their career volunteer a lot. And I certainly did that, created a lot of opportunities, opened a lot of doors. And then we need to probably get at a certain point a little bit more protective of our time. We have to invest in ourselves financially. We have to build our businesses. We have to build our careers. And that's fair enough. You might wind it back. But what we often see too is people towards the latter part of their career, once they may be a little bit more financially stable, what do they do? They start volunteering again. They start putting up the hand to go and contribute something to their community. And so it really does often go full circle, uh, which, is, which is really nice to see. So give volunteering a go. I think you'll find it was a really smart decision for you, for the people you're volunteering for, but also your career. 